Do you know who my dad is? A limited series podcast from Betches Media. Hosted by Brian Russell Smith and Alicia Angelus. Do you know who my dad is? A podcast about failing up. Hello and welcome to Do You Know Who My Dad Is? I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I am Alicia Angelus. Do You Know Who My Dad Is? is a limited series podcast by The Betches Sup, Not Another True Crime, and At Betches, exploring dynastic nepotism and the effects it has on media, culture, and our current political system. This podcast exposes the privilege that leads to inexperienced and unaccomplished children of powerful people, usually white men, getting ahead despite lack of experience, intelligence, and, of course, mediocrity. Because nepotism leads to privilege, which leads to a false sense of entitlement, which leads to unqualified people getting the most powerful positions in multiple facets of our society. Let's get to nasty. Hey, Alicia. Hi, Brian. I cannot believe we are in the final two episodes. Yeah, the penultimate episode, if you will, is right now. We're also like, what? When this is coming out, we'll be about 11 days from the election when this episode (gasps) comes out. Which is, I just got the chills. I'm like I really know, every, scared of that week. Every time I think about it, my heart palpitates just just a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we are ge- closing up and gearing towards the end of this podcast limited series, we thought it would be interesting to highlight. We've already done the Bushes and we already done the Kennedys, but we thought it'd be interesting to do the Republican candidates for president from like because. In the past 40 years, they have all been the result of nepotism, like their careers. Uh, and I think it's not very well known. I mean, I when I so today I'm doing the McCain family and Alicia is doing the Romney family. I didn't know a lot of the stuff about their past before oh, doing yeah. this. Did you? No, I mean, the Romney stuff was so interesting to me. Like, I feel as if McCain and Romney, I mean, just because you and I are both super liberal, like I never really like wanted to know <laughs> i yeah. just was so anti well um yeah so i, I mean i guess i'm just gonna get started with the mccain family so we have like the mccain family guy that we know is was set war was senator john mccain he passed away like a year or two ago um he was a senator uh from arizona and you know he was the presidential candidate in 2008 up against Obama. That's just like, I think Mm. what we and our generation uh, mostly know about him. But, and I feel like there was this, you know, perception of him as a plumber, like the guy you get big drinks with, like small town hangout guy, Maverick was often Mm. associated with him. But that is actually not the case. He has come from a very long line of, uh, people who served in the military and, you know, just has been in America for a long time. And his grandfather was this gigantic man in the Navy. And so was his father, but we'll get into that. So like a lot of, you know, American prominent families, their, their lineage can be traced back to slavery. Um, this all, so, and there's three generations of John McCain's, but for the sake of this, I'm going to be using the Senator John McCain that we all know as the anchor. Uh, so John McCain's great, great grandfather was Dr. William Alexander McCain. And he was born in 1817, just to give a little bit of, you know, time reference. 
and he lived in Mississippi, Carrollton County. He had he owned a two thousand acre plantation, as well as fifty two slaves. Wow. Um, and this was only really came out during John McCain's first presidential bid in two thousand, because there is this whole line of black McCains, and they have the same last name. They have they like they don't like no one in the in the white McCain family has given DNA to see if they're related. Basically, oh like so they're either just but so the the black McCains, which is what they call themselves um are like yeah we're not sure if he's our cousin or if we just took his name because he owned our ancestors um i almost feel like it would be the latter someone would have done a dna test during some presidential campaign well maybe i mean maybe but like it is before 23 and me and stuff uh, you know that's, true. that's the other thing that's the other thing that i was finding about doing research for on john mccain's families because they all have the same name like john mm-hmm. mccain the senator is the third and finding even though that his father and grandfather were such prominent people it was like so diluted with senator john mccain and all of this like propaganda sort of seemingly mm. like like i'm sure some of it's true but there was just such a there was just an onslaught of like there's so much information about him because he ran president twice yeah and he'd been in public life for so long it's similar but, to romney too yeah and so john mccain's great-grandfather was the sheriff of carroll county mississippi um which as we know isn't great (laughs) um especially like this is during slavery or right after slavery where the police mostly were created just to round up escaped slaves or even just you know brutalize them uh and this happened like all like around the late 1800s when there was like the emancipation proclamation and massive massive injustice happening after that uh, there's actually this story of a brutal Carroll County massacre that happened in 1886. It was a mass attack upon a group of African-Americans in the courthouse room or on the courthouse grounds that left 10 dead and another 13 dead uh, from resulting wounds. And this is like around the time that he was sheriff and his family was there. And clearly they were wow. a prominent family in Carroll County. Um, but this brings me to John, to, to John McCain's grandfather, the sheriff's mm-hmm. son. So this is when John McCain in the family really rose to prominence. John S. McCain Sr. He went ended up going to the Naval Academy, which would then pre- preclude him, like pre- like prelude him afterwards. Like his son would go, John McCain would go, um, and he had a huge military presence. He basically is the reason the McCain family and name is who he is today. He was a juggernaut in the Navy. He rose through the ranks serving during World War I, the Mexican Revolution. And then after Japan attacked Pearl Harbor in December of 1941, the Navy appointed him uh, commander aircraft of the South Pacific in 1942. So he was he was in charge of like all land attacks for the Allies um, in the in World War II and the Pacific. So, like, he, like, led the Guadalcanal charge and stuff, which was, like, this huge thing. Um, and he was older. And he actually died four days after Japan surrendered um, because oh, wow. of all the stress. Like, he was supposed to be retiring. And he's, like, and then they, like, made him go to this ceremony. And then four days later, he died. Like, it was probably, like, I'm thing. good. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, I need to, like, lay down. He had, like, a heart attack and died. Um <laughs> And then so that was John McCain's grandfather. John McCain's father was also a 
uh, served in the Navy. He was, they were the, the two, the two of him, John McCain's father and grandfather were the first father, father, son duo to achieve four star rank. Um, and he was an also United States Navy Admiral who served in uh, conflicts from the 1940s to the 1970s. He worked for Nixon at one point. Uh, he was the com- com- mm. uh, the commander of the United States Pacific Command. He commanded s- submarines. He was they were just like huge, huge military Navy family. Yeah, and just had which... very, very strong presence in Washington. They were like very like part of the scene they would like get drunk and have parties and like gamble and stuff they were just like the height like the height of washington elite i feel like they definitely like were obviously being a like, conditioning their family to like be the next one in line like i mean this is how yes. you do it right <laughs> so it seems like the the older two mccain's the john mccain's father and grandfather were really these like hardcore dudes you know what i mean Mm. who are like like that like the epitome of like that stereotype of like a navy admiral you know what i Mm. mean like hard like hardcore dudes like fuck it kind of thing and but also very but also very like lace at the same time you know what i mean like Mm. they had respect for what they were doing they were very serious but they were also like i don't know i I don't know if i'm I'm explaining correctly but Mm. um and so this brings me to Senator John McCain. So John McCain, like I said, spent a lot of time cultivating this maverick idea for himself. However, in the grand scheme of his life, he was viewed as a kid with powerful parents and a powerful grandfather. So Surprise, surprise. Because if you think about it, he served in the Senate until he died. He was 82. Mm-hmm. 82 years is a very long time. You know what I mean? He didn't go, he didn't go into politics in, in like, until like 83. And he was already like into his forties, fifties at that time. Um, Wow. So John McCain, like his time in the military compared to his father's grandfathers are vastly different. Um, Leading up to it, he had like, so it is true that he faced years of terrible torture in North Vietnam and during the Vietnam war. Um, so he was a POW, which is true. And it was horrible, horrible torture. But before that, his time in the Naval Academy and his time in the Navy, and he flew planes. He like, one time he, um, one time he was flying a plane over Spain and he like wanted to do like, a, like he would basically just go off course because he never faced any repercussions. He just like flew wow. down very low, crashed through a power line, took out power through all this area. He crash two planes in total and like usually if you crash one plane you're you you don't fly another one but he was able to crash two and then continue to fly and that's when he got taken in vietnam this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait 
and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. So at his time at the Naval Academy, mind you, he was the third in line to go. He's the third one to go, McCain family. Basically, um, legacy in. And he admitted to having a Napoleon complex with a short fuse. He would get into screaming matches with people and even scream at his commanding officer and like get in his face things that other people would be like expelled, kicked out for, reprimanded for. But he was untouchable. Like that's what his classmates called him. One time he tried to hit on two women. And when they laughed at him, he cursed at them so badly (gasps) that he had to have a profanity charge. He got put into court for it. Um, And then in his final year at the Naval Academy, he was about to be expelled because of all the blowups, the fights, the demerits he he had gotten. And his mother had to come to the Naval Academy and be like, you ha- you can't fire him. Do you know who he is? Wow. He ended, up gra- he ended up graduating fifth from the bottom, 894 out of 899. <laughs> so, yes. Look at that is an insane number. I mean, and- on top of this, too, like, he was the worst in his class. He was a huge asshole. Like, how did he end up being a Republican nominee? Like, that's just, oh. He apparently... <laughs> One time got so drunk that he, he, before meeting, he was supposed to meet a girlfriend's parents that he fell through their door when he got there. Oh um, my God. He was just like a, a crazy, like, like partier and like, just like wouldn't get in trouble for it. Like on his first trip at sea to Rio de Janeiro, um, the captain of the boat while he was in the Naval Academy was a former student of his father. So while John McCain's classmates were learning the ins and outs of the boiler room, McCain was able to pilot the ship to South America and back. And when he got to Rio, he hung out with admirals and the president of Brazil. Wow. So he basically, like, he was just really spoiled. (laughs) Really, really spoiled kid. And had, like, a much easier life compared to his, like, parents and grandparents growing up. And so while he was away in Vietnam and being a prisoner of war, he had a wife. And they had three kids. He was reported to have cheated on her all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he even later publicly blamed himself for their eventual divorce. And while he was in Vietnam, his previous wife was in a car accident, which left her disfigured. She was like a model, but and she was beautiful, but she got like really fucked up. She like like even like shrank four inches because of it. Like whatever. Like I guess because she was so like crippled. Oh my god! And she was in crutches, and he continued to cheat on her after that. He eventually left her for his current wife, Cindy Hensley McLean, McCain. Mm-hmm. And they actually divorced and married in the same year. Uh, and But the thing about Cindy is, this is what brings in even like the wealth aspect to the McCain family. So Cindy McCain, nay, Cindy Hensley. She is the daughter of Jim Hensley, who is a founder of a beer distributor called Hensley & Co., which was a very big beer distributor out of Arizona. And she is now worth about $200 million. Oh, my. Um, I had no idea. 
she is she has her own shady like sketchy shit shit in her background and um and her father but shady business dealings too like they like like they had to go to court a bunch of times for like working with a felon it's crazy but and she this is also, the most recent wife right yeah this is the this is cindy mccain this is yeah like this is who endorsed biden and it was like this massive yeah. thing oh my so god she like and like some like and she actually has two half siblings who didn't get any of the inheritance <laughs> uh and um there's actually this one crazy story about her is that in the 1980s 1990s she started this organization that would help like bring doctors to impoverished countries and she actually got addicted to painkillers around this time and had the doctors from the organization she created write illegal prescriptions for her oh my god some kennedy and yeah and so she actually got a lot in a good amount of trouble for it but she was only fined and had to do community service um and so she he marries cindy mccain and then John McCain is like, okay, now I'm going to get into politics now that I have this access to all this money. I'm also like, I'm a former prisoner of war. Like he became a hero, a national hero after he left Vietnam. Um, Reagan would bring him around on the presidential like tours and stuff in the eighties. And so he first, uh, so he became a congressman in Arizona off of the, mon- the money from Cindy's father. And even in 1980, so th- now I'm just going to rattle off some stuff. Like in 1983, <laughs> he opposed the creation of Martin Luther King Day. And then he became a senator in 1987. Um, he was in the pocket of a lot of lobbyists. One time McCain intervened with a regulatory body on behalf of a cable company. This committee was regulating after receiving money from the CEO of that company. Um, and apparently he was just like an asshole. His, he, like, there's this story about the 2000 McC- uh, McCain presidential bid where uh, he was sitting with Cindy and she was like, you're getting a little thin up there. And McCain's face reddened. And he said, at least I don't plaster on the makeup, like a trollop, you cunt. Oh and this my was, God. This was according to an aide. He just like, was a kind of an asshole with a, like who just like a very, sh- like with rage issues. You know what I mean? Like oh, blowing yeah. up. And he once, he, com- he once compared the president of Iran to a monkey. He made jokes about, um, Bill Clinton's daughter, Chelsea Clinton's appearance. And he, during Obama's like campaign in 08, everyone likes to talk about how there was that time where he was taking a question and he was talking about Obama and they called Obama a terrorist, a Muslim terrorist. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. But there was actually a lot of dog whistling happening during his 08 campaign. Like, like his vice president nominee, Palin, was often linking obama to terrorists and his campaign staff will like constantly use uh, barack hussein obama instead of just barack obama <laughs> and like so like there was a lot of dog whistling and just his views in general like he um everyone talks about how he's helped save the affordable care act it's like great you didn't strip millions of health care um like you shouldn't be applauded for that like i guess you have to be but it's mm-hmm. also like he was a war hawk who said he wanted to preserve human rights while continuously backing wars that did the opposite. He was against abortion. And we like to talk about how he was like a never Trumper. But during his time linking with Trump, he voted with Trump 90.7% of the time. His ideals were basically the same. He was just less forthright about it. And I think there's okay. this issue that we have 
in this society when people die we kind of just glorify them despite all of the shit that they've done and it's just a little it's nice to make sure to know that people aren't good or bad we are all good and bad yeah we're all fucked up in our own ways (laughs) yeah exactly so i just like and so it just i think it's good to see how and it's crazy that this man after all of this was almost the president of the united states Mm -hmm. he got so close real close as close as you he he was as close as close as you possibly could ever get without actually getting it Mm -hmm. um so when are you talking about the black sheep so John McCain has seven children, which you wouldn't know because um, yeah. the only one we ever hear about is Megan McCain. So I would just say the other six are the black sheep. They just stay <laughs> out of like the light. I mean, that's not to say like her, his other, his sons, Jimmy and Jack all went to the U.S. Naval Academy as well. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is in the Marines. So maybe 10 years from now, we'll hear from him as he's running for some office. You never Ooh, know. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know, this really brings me to today with Megan McCain. Um, yeah, so Megan McCain, she is the epitome of my father. Like, she, like, my father's my father, my father. There's a viral clip of her on the internet of her just saying my father multiple times. <gasps> and she really is just, like, the epitome of nepotism. So she started her political pungentry during her father's 2008 campaign for president with a blog called McCain Blogette. Remember when there were bloggers? Like, yeah. Ew. <laughs> so she was like a big blogger and she would blog on the campaign. And so she literally started her career off the back of her father, like father, like daughter. She even wrote a book in 2008 titled My Dad, John McCain. Like, you can't make oh this shit God. up. Oh my God. Ew. Um, she ended up getting her own TV show called Raising McCain. She was then a pundit for Fox. She had other TV shows, which were either canceled or never came to fruition. It is now the quote-unquote conservative voice on The View. And just like an aside on The View, she often brags, like when there's like a, a comedian or like a liberal person, she's always like, well, I was an intern at SNL. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that like that somehow gives you insight into this like literal bubble or quote-unquote that you call it. It's like, and also you yeah. were just an intern. What does that mean? Why do you keep talking about it? It's so weird. And you probably got the job through, like, your connections. Exactly. It's like, well, how do you think, because probably your dad was a senator, like... Yeah. <laughs> and she went to school in, like, Columbia. And now she... So she's still on The View. Um, and she's supposed to be, like, this woman that people relate to, that other women relate to. But, like, how can that... How can she honestly give any perspective on anything when all she has been doing is literally using her name as a stepping block for the, every single career opportunity mm-hmm. she's ever gotten. And it's like, so now she sits on this huge, huge daytime talk show with so much influence and is changing the minds of like women. Mm-hmm. And it's all because her great grandfather yeah. <laughs> was all a... Of that- was a U.S. Navy Marine who was, like, a huge commander. God, I hate this shit. Oh, also, before I close up on the McCain family, Andrew McCain, the daughter of Sydney and John McCain, was recently named president of Hev- Hensley Beverage Co., the beer distributor, to which Sydney McCain is the heiress, and she's also a chair. Of course. So, Damn. It's on I both mean, sides. I feel like- <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I know I keep getting like Kennedy vibes about this because like it's a family where like both sides had a lot of money. Both sides were like grooming their family to like get up there. Like well, I, it's like uh-huh. <laughs> I when you when you're like when I was thinking when I was reading about them how the father and grandfather were big in Washington and all through the 1900s. It's like all the, these same families have just been mm-hmm. circulating each other. Yeah. For a century. We've all been there trying to fit everything we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes, bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable and it's limited edition. So everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle of the night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery soft custom milled Luna Lux Bamboo Viscose, Their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. I thought that it was really great that we were going to do McCain and Romney today because I actually, like, to start off my research, like, started off, like, watching, like, the Mitt documentary. And in that documentary, they literally say, like, verbatim, oh, like, McCain, you know, he's next in line, but you'll come after McCain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, they legitimately, like, to your point, like, have these, like, families that just go one after the other. And mm-hmm. it is so fucked up. And Trump fucked it all up. Yeah. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to go back to the bushes. Yeah, it was supposed to be Jeb Bush, <laughs> and then it was going to be like, and then who knows who's going to who it's going to be now. Four years, probably one of Romney's now. kids. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe we'll find out. 
Yeah. So today I'm going to kind of talk about um, Mitt Romney and his family. Um, if you don't know who Mitt Romney is, he's a rich Mormon Republican who is currently the senator of Utah. He was Massachusetts governor from 2003 to 2007, and then naturally was determined to get his ass in the Oval Office. Um, he actually was also running for the Republican nomination to John McCain in 2008, ended up losing it. Um, so then McCain, that's like the whole McCain campaign, but his family kind of used that as a stepping stone to try again in 2012, but he ended up notoriously losing to my one and only husband, Barack Obama. So the thing that I kind of was really, I mean, just like shaking my head about with Romney is that he is this like businessman who basically just like paid off his entire campaign. He more or less was just a rich guy who like put money behind every problem to try to like get ahead. So mm -hmm. today I'm basically going to go into the story of like how him and his family got to where they are, which of course started with Mitt's father. And then we'll kind of talk about um, Mitt's like siblings, his children, some scandals and where they are today. So Mitt's father, George W. Romney, hilarious, um, came from like, the, like naturally like a humble family who was like trying to work hard. I feel like I've told this story like three times now. It's like, oh, there was one poor family that they were like, yeah. we take over the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so Mitt's father was born in Mexico um, to two Mormons. Like the Mormons apparently were like polygamous, like <laughs> weird Oh shit. no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was um, prominent then. Yeah, back then it was a huge thing. Um, so Mitt's father was born in Mexico. He was like kind of a businessman. Um, he ended up like before he like began his career in politics, he kind of like served as a chairman and president of the American Motors Corporation, which later went on to become like Jeep slash Chrysler, big business. He was rich. Um, so once he kind of, you know, had the money, he ended up becoming governor of Michigan from 1963 to 1969. I found this really interesting because this was during Lyndon B. Johnson's presidency. So we're in the middle of like the civil rights movement. This is right when JFK got assassinated. And I was like, oh, there must be more to that. So I kind of dug mm -hmm. a little deeper and was found that like, this was obviously like a huge time where like change was needed in America. And that's why like Nixon was running to do that with the Republican party. So George ended up like trying to run alongside Nixon, couldn't do it obviously. Um, and he ultimately ended up like losing the nomination, but was able to join Nixon as the secretary of housing and development in 1969. So wow. he was like part of this team that was trying to like push these Republican ideals. And I'm sure there's like a lot of like backstory about like his time as governor, but like, I just didn't want to go too far into it. Like there's so much about the Romney family that I'm just trying to like highlight what I felt was important. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but he basically was the secretary of housing and development. Nixon like didn't even like him that much. <laughs> and was like was probably like, nixon was like a like an alcoholic like crazy dude like he was probably like who is this 
sober Mormon. Yeah. They don't drink, right? The Romneys don't drink at all, right? No. So now, like, he's in this administration and kind of like this is where his reputation kind of like dies down. Remember, we're on Romney's father, not Romney. And now I again got like Kennedy vibes because this is where like the father was like, you know, trying to like make his reputation get into politics. But he was like, you know what? I'm not good enough. My kid should probably do this for me. So, um, I, of course, like when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, like, I wonder what George's wife was up to maybe like pumping out Mm -hmm. babies, like how depressing. (laughs) Um, So I was actually surprised to see that George's wife, Lenore actually ended up running for the 1970 Senate race in Michigan. Naturally she lost, but like, she wasn't necessarily just sitting on the sidelines. Like she had a little acting career she was a little like Jackie Kennedy esque. Um, was nice. like had a good little reputation going for her. Um, mm-hmm. And George and Lenora actually had daughters, and then they had two sons, Scott and later Mitt. So after the whole like Nixon debacle, they sort of like took a break from the political sphere, took a back seat to you know condition their kids to start doing the fucking job. <laughs> Um, and then now there's Mitt and his brother is who I'm going to focus on. Cause naturally the women are like, not really talked about. So frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mitt's older brother, George Scott Romney, um, was a lawyer who graduated from HBS, Harvard business school. Naturally, George wanted his sons to be lawyers. So now um, Mitt's older brother is like 79 years old, had like four marriages, is not really the presidential one. Um, But then there's Mitt. So Mitt had a JD and an MBA, naturally both from Harvard. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I said, like he was a businessman. He went into private equity with... uh, you know, the one and only Bill Bain to create Bain Capital. So this was like a giant source of wealth for them. Like before Mitt got into politics, like he basically just had this career in business where he became a fucking like mega millionaire. And yeah, so like, so, but so Mitt's father was rich from like car show and then, right. Is yes. that what you're saying? Yeah. And now he became even richer because of this Bain equity thing. Yeah. Bain Capital so, thing. Yeah, because wow. so like that's a really great point because like Mitt's father started off with the car business, then he like tried politics, and then Mitt was like, okay, I should start in private equity, then I'll go into politics. So like they legitimately like anchor their political jobs with millions of dollars that they able that they're like able to you know come up with and figure out by themselves quote <laughs> like when in reality I'm yeah. sure they're just hiring people to do all of this for them um I don't get that if I became rich I wouldn't be like oh I'm gonna go into politics now I'm gonna like, like I would be like oh I'm rich I'm gonna go sit on an island somewhere yeah like That's I'm gonna go get a boat <laughs> like I don't yeah. understand <laughs> Um, so yeah, like being capital is like super famous. Like they provided staples with like funds to open its first store, like just to name like one of the stores. Um, and like this experience for me, like more or less like made him be like, Oh, like I know how to change companies. I like really like help staples open their doors. And like, he kind of used this to be like, I create change in America. 
Um, which really means I hire people to help me do things so that I could look good, uh-huh. if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, they also naturally married his high school sweetheart, Anne. I really liked Anne in the documentary. She was like pretty cute, pretty nice. Um, she was actually uh-huh. diagnosed with MS. She never really let it stop her. Um, she was like so major in like his campaigns because she would just like always be super supportive, but like never like she wasn't really like overbearing. Like I feel as if she was just like had like a perfect role associated with her. She was a little like obviously they were a very religious family. Um but I really enjoyed like what I saw about her. Um and what makes me interested in Anne and Mitt is that like they're both religious Mormons, but like they're running on this platform around change. Um, which is interesting because like he would have been like the first Mormon president and like, would they be like, this is me like riffing, but like, (laughs) would they like be trying to like put Mormonism like into the world? Probably not. But like, it's interesting. So he's basically a huge family guy. Him and Anne had five sons. Um, They did the 2008 campaign miserably lost um, then they did 2012 and kind of lost again, but mm-hmm. they also had five sons, no yeah. daughters. Um, Tag was his oldest son who was on the trail with him often. He like also went to HBS, works in private equity. Matt's his second oldest who also graduated from HBS. Josh um, is a, like a really good looking guy. <laughs> um, he's the middle <laughs> son. <laughs> Um, he's the middle son, often considered like the most involved. I saw him in the documentary and was like, ooh. Um, and he Oh yeah, I just one... Googled him, he is very handsome. Yeah. So like Yeah, he Googled him, he's very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and he legitimately is even filmed at one point being like, This is the most awful process ever. I would never wish it on anyone, but like I'll still do it, like in terms of being on a campaign. Um, Josh even traveled to like all 99 counties in Iowa, apparently, according to like this Business Insider article I read um, for his father's campaign in the primary. Um, So he knowing that he's, quote, the most involved, that makes me think he's going to be like, you know, next in line. (laughs) Um, Ben's their fourth Mm -hmm. kid. He's kind of the black sheep, um, but he's like in medicine. And then Craig is the youngest. He's like in real estate. But it's interesting because like the kids like all went to Brigham and Young. They like the older ones went to Harvard Business School. So they're obviously being groomed to be like their father, even though they haven't made like huge political statements yet. They're still young enough where like that could still be in the future. Um, but yeah. going into like who we think of as the black sheep, I would probably say is Ben just because he like, decided to be in medicine, um, make small appearances and like also makes comments about how he prefers to be like under the radar. But Mm. I think it's really just interesting because there's these scandals that are all kind of, I mean, I don't want to say they're Trumpy, but like, I really, they really made me feel some type of way. So let's go into the scandals. First, a weird, funny one, real quick. So apparently in 1983, Mitt was driving his family to Canada and they put their dog where on the fucking roof of their car. 
um, for like a drive. Um, I honestly did not believe this when I read it and I don't understand how that's not illegal. Like I think it is. Um, <laughs> they, poor dog. Uh, like they apparently like traveled hours with like the dog, like on the roof of the car. Like, I just don't understand. Like, sure. It was in a carrier, but like, that's not okay. Um, so that's like a minor scandal. Um, but then similar to Trump, like it was really sketchy about where he got his money. Like, honestly, it looks like there were some companies that made him rich literally through fraud and criminal behavior. Again, similar to, to Trump, like he was also asked to release his tax returns when he was running once. Like, clearly there are some fucked up things that were happening. Um, mm-hmm. And even with like his private equity life, like with the funding behind like Siebel's, for example, he claimed that he was like, single-handedly creating like thousands of jobs when like it was really just like him paying people to do stuff so like met left the board of staples in 2001 and like it obviously continued to explode after that so like i don't think it's really mitt romney who created fucking staples um uh-huh. he also is <laughs> he also is honest like he does say that some of his stuff like sunk but he still stayed really rich um, there's also evidence that like he profited from 9-11 due to like investments that were made that he quote was not privy to. Um, I just could not imagine. Um, anyways, yeah, last, right. Um, last mm. scandal that really just like made me really sad. Um, so there was a story published in Vanity Fair who, how like Mitt basically had knew this single mother in the Mormon community who was getting a life-saving abortion and needed a like bishop or like a member of the Mormon community to like come over. Um, and he apparently came over there and was like, why are you doing this? And she was like, I don't know, so that I could live. And she's, and he was just like, but what about your kids? Like, why don't you have the kids live? Like was a huge asshole. Um, oh God. <laughs> just, Especially this week, I just feel horrible about that. Um, yeah. And then there was also a story about like how they like he had previously performed like baptisms for the dead, like may have done so for his father-in-law. This is like a common woman practice that's like just super creepy and weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But Mitt today, like I said, as a senator of Utah, he basically did it to change the perception of Utah which like sure go ahead but like i still think of it as utah also it's like great a mormon is now the senator from utah like that how is that changing the perception of utah like that's the perception <laughs> yeah that's my perception of utah <laughs> and like i know there's like park city and things like that but like that's just about all i know <laughs> um anyways mm-hmm. even just last week Mitt released a statement that talks about his stance on democracy um it was kind of like an incredible bipartisan stance. Basically I'll quote it really quick. Like he thinks that everything has moved away from like a spirited debate to like a vile, vituperative hate filled morass. <laughs> I probably can't even pronounce those words correctly. Um, and he yeah. said it was unbecoming of any free nation, which I agree with. I was like, Oh, that's, that was really nice. I did not see it that coming from him. <laughs> Yeah, he was the only Republican to vote in favor of impeachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, on like, but he didn't vote for like the conspiracy part, but for the covering it up of it. 
Yeah. So he does seem to have like a little bit more, like he's still willing to more dip his toes in, but like, as you're going to point out, not really. <laughs> yeah. So then like that little stance, um, you know, his like videos and stuff like make me be like, okay, he's not that bad. But then like a day after he like gives this little like beautiful statement, he decided that he was going to vote for Amy Coney Barrett to be confirmed. And I was mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> like yeah. It's, it's like just, trying to play that both sides thing, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, my guy, like, what side are you really fucking on? Like, I have no idea. He's not on my side. Um, his sons are also, like, still alive and well. Like, his eldest son, Tag, is, like, now 50, lives in Massachusetts. Um, then he has his son, Matt, who's, like, in real estate living in San Diego. Josh, the middle son, I'm convinced, must be, like, getting ready to run for office. Um I Googled like Josh Romney <laughs> news and like couldn't find anything. And I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like maybe. retweeting. Yeah. He's like retweeting people every day. It's a little weird. Um, ben still black sheep is under the radar living in Utah. It's a radiologist. Um, I thought I started trying to look for like more info on Ben. And like all I found was like his doctor, like landing page. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, Craig Romney, the baby, ha- um, basically just ended up like going to grad school at Columbia instead of HBS. He's now like almost 40. But all of them like helped their dad on the campaign trail. It, well, they did in the past. There's no more campaign trail. Um, so they're all a very close knit family, which makes me think like, how could I despise this guy? But then you think about the other shit and you're just like, I know how. <laughs> Um, yeah, but in closing, like he's really only here again because of his money and his father kind of pushing him up to get to where he is today. I'm sure this isn't the last time that you guys will hear something about Mitt. Like he literally just had two big things happen this week. So I hope everybody learned yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely just learned a lot about Mitt Romney that I had no idea. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to play a little game. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm Betches co-founder Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, And I got their button down. I 
must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, welcome back. Uh, So we are going to play a quick game of do you know who said it, McCain or Romney? So these are all real quotes, some from John McCain and some from Mitt Romney. And we are going to guess which former Republican candidate said it. My gosh, I'm excited for this one. But our podcast producer, Sean, told us that McCain doesn't really have that many funny quotes. So I'm excited to see what he's said, if anything is good. Yeah. So do you want to give me an example? Yes. So an example of this will be, at least I don't plaster on the makeup like a trollop, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll guess who said it. So in this case... Jobs at it. Mm-hmm. I think I yeah. I think I touched on that in our in our main part of the episode. Uh, <laughs> so let's get let's do it. Do you want to go first? Yes. All right. First quote: The issue of economics is not something I've understood as well as I should. I've got Greenspan's book. So Greenspan was is the former Fed chair. Um, I want to say Mc, McCain said this. I kind of want to say McCain, too, because it sounds kind of, like, posh, but not. Yeah, and also, wasn't Romney, Romney, like, worked in finance, so. Yeah. All right, let's see. Answer is, yes, John said it. John McCain. All right, next one. Corporations are people, my friend. Of course they are. Everything corporations earn ultimately goes to the people. Where do you think it goes? Whose pockets? Whose pockets? People's pockets. Human beings, my friend. This sounds like some trickle-down economic BS right here. This definitely Um, seems like it's like Romney, in my opinion, because he's such mm -hmm. a businessman, I mean. Yeah. Um, I think think it's Romney as well. Let's see. Mitt said it. Mitt said it to a heckler at the Iowa State Fair who suggested that taxes should be raised on corporations as part of balancing the budget. Yes. We're getting good at this. I mean, we're mm-hmm. too in. <laughs> I mean, last the last week I got like every single one wrong, so. 
So the next one, when you have a fire in an aircraft, there's no place to go. Exactly. And you can't find any oxygen from outside the aircraft to get in the aircraft because the windows don't open. I don't know why they don't do that. It's a real problem. So this is difficult because McCain was a former pilot. And so you would think that he would know why you don't open windows in a plane. Yeah. Um, However, he was not the sharpest tool in the shed. So I don't know. What do you think? I almost feel like it's McCain because he was a former pilot. But then, damn, I guess he's like, what? Yeah. Can you imagine windows being open in an airplane? You get sucked out. That's That's, like the whole thing. You die. Yeah. Yeah, you die. (laughs) I always think about Charlie's Angels when they open the door. What happened Mom. after that? What happened after <laughs> that first scene? After after her after Drew Barrymore jumped out the window. It was over. <laughs> My gosh. Okay, let's see. Um, oh wow. So Mitt said it. He suggested it would be a good idea to crack a window at thirty-five thousand feet at a Beverly Hills fundraiser. Is he kidding? Yeah, I mean, I knew that. So I mean, that's pretty bad. Okay. So I campaigned in 2012 all over this country for months. Repeal and replace Obamacare. That was not the mandate of the voters. If they wanted to repeal Obamacare, the 2012 election would have been probably significantly different. Well, I mean, I feel like this must be met because he campaigned in 2012, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I'd be shocked if it was drawn. It's crazy. It's crazy how long they've been trying to repeal and replace Obamacare. And they still have no alternative suggestion for healthcare. No. Um, okay, let's see. Oh no, John McCain said it. That's what? a Johnism. Interesting. Wow. I guess he was campaigning for Mitt Romney. Oh, I guess he also ran for re-election in for in the Senate in 2012, maybe. Oh God. Well. Yeah. <sighs> Obamacare. Let's see the next one. This one's pretty funny. Um, here it goes. We should be able to deliver bottled hot water to dehydrated babies. What? Um, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I'm unsure. We should get water to dehydrated babies. Wow. But hot water. Hot water. Why bottled hot water? That is I'd go with lukewarm, like, um, Maybe, I don't know. They both have a lot of kids. So you feel like they would know about children. Yeah, like Mitt Romney's a Mormon. I guess maybe Mm. I'll go with, maybe I'll go with Mitt Romney on this one. Let's see. Oh no, John said it. Um, During a speech in New Orleans in which he described ways our country should prepare for national disasters. That's weird. These people are fucking. Oh God. Maybe he meant. Maybe he meant something else because that's a very bizarre statement. But who knows? Extremely. <laughs> okay, so I believe in an America where millions of Americans believe in an America. That's the America millions of Americans believe in. Oh that's no, the America! I love. What? I feel that's so really bad. Funny. I just thought it might be Joe Biden for like a second, and then I felt really horrible <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I was like, Biden. 
But I believe in an America where millions of Americans believe in an America that's the America millions of Americans believe in. That's the America I love. That is like a that's like an ad that's like one of those um like mad lips where yes. they just put in America for everything. Um like I'm gonna go with Mitt Romney, I guess. Yeah, I almost want to say John McCain because he's older. I yeah. don't know. It could be John McCain because he also, like I said, not he graduated almost last in his class. So let's see. Oh nope, that's a Mitt Romneyism. <laughs> Mitt Romney said it. Mitt said it. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Alrighty, next one. Russia is a gas station masquerading as a country. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I like that's that like a, a lot. I, I feel like that's a John McCain because it sounds like very mavericky. He is yeah. very tough on Russia. Yeah, I would kind of say it's John too. Let's see. Yes, John said it. We did it. I got that one right. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a. He was not. He was not pro Russia. Okay, I know the answer <laughs> to this one. There are forty-seven percent of the people who will vote for the president, no matter what. All right, there are forty-seven percent who are with him, who are dependent upon government who believe that they are victims, who believe the government has a responsibility to care for them, who believe that they are entitled to health care, to food, to housing, to you name it. My job is not to worry about those people. I'll never convince them they should take personal responsibility and, and care for their lives. I honestly have no idea for this one. I remember this because this mean... was a pretty big story. Um, this happened, I think this happened in 2012 during the, the, the presidential election with Mitt, Mitt Romney. Let's see. Yep. Oh. Mitt said it. I Ooh, believe he wow. said it. Yeah. He said it at some sort of like closed door fundraiser meeting. And there was like a shady video recorded of it. Damn. Yeah. That's insane. Well, all right. Now there's two more. Second to last one. Washington is a Hollywood for ugly people. Hollywood is a Washington for the simple-minded. Huh. Um, I don't agree with that. Um, I, I agree with the first half of the sentiment. Washington is a Hollywood for ugly people. Yeah, like... Maybe, I don't know. Both of it doesn't seem really legit to me. Um, I'm going to say John McCain. I almost would say Mitt Romney. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. John said it. Um, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, there's a, there's, you don't, there's like, you don't really become successful in Hollywood for being dumb. You have to be pretty smart to be success, successful in Hollywood or you have to have a famous relative. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. Well, which is basically similar to Washington, as we're as we're finding out. Yeah. Um, in an interview, George Stephanopoulos asked, "Is a hundred thousand dollars middle income?" And this person responded, "No, middle income is two hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand and less." Um, I don't know. I mm -hmm. feel like that's probably Mitt again. Yeah, um, I think. Because I that, think he's that was like, a little hard. I think that John McCain probably, you know, how, like there's that joke of like Lucille Blue, like how much could a banana cost? Ten dollars. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Mitt Romney's more of like a Lucille Blue than that. He probably hasn't like understood the concept of money in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, I could see that. 
But I don't know. Oh, let's see. Mitt Romney said it. I knew it. That was good. That was fun. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that. We always get to learn even more of these games. I like it. Yeah. All right, friends. I hope you had fun playing along. Um, So make sure you tune in next week for our episode all about the Trumps and the Kushners. This is going to be our finale episode it is the episode before the election if you're having heart palpitations when i said that i am too um i am too and we'll be thinking about how terrible and hopefully this will be one of the last times you have to think about this man you know um yeah i really hope so we'll see we'll see um all right well until next time um this has been do you know who my dad is a podcast about failing up Batches.